Hello? Hello, hello! <laughs> Hi, it's me, Luna, and welcome to Fandom World. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Tris. Say hello. Hi. Tris and I today are going to be reading the Jeff the Killer creepypasta story by... Cesar? I think it's Cesar. You... I don't know if I'm right. It's spelled S-E-S-S-E-U-R. I don't know how to spell it. I, I, I don't know how to say it. There. Mm -hmm. Remember, nice and loud. Okay. So. I'll be the one reading the story since I'm the one with the computer thing. Okay. First of all, can we just talk about how weird and kind of scary the image is? Now that I'm looking at it, I'm realizing it's just the picture of a person that's been photoshopped and drawn on. Where's his nose? That is true. Where is his nose? Like, like he's not that close to the camera. He could be no! Voldemort. He could be Voldemort. No, Voldemort has slits. Jeff is just that's like... True. Why do you think all the fangirls draw him with noses? The epic fangirl, Nina. We're all scared of Nina around here. Out of all the creepypastas, Nina is the only one we're afraid of. Yeah. She's terrifying. I, I must agree with that. Okay. Let's I start. must agree. Excerpt from a local newspaper. Is you not going to tell us what town this is in? Okay. Ominous unknown killer is still at large. After weeks of unexplained murders, the ominous unknown killer is still on the rise. After little evidence has been found, a young boy states that he survived when the killer's attack attacks and bravely tells his story. I had a bad dream, and I woke up in the middle of the night, says the boy. I sound like a little girl. Whatever, it's a boy. He hasn't gone through puberty yet, okay? Give him some slack. Ah, uh, the derpy smile that have just drawn. Beautiful. I saw that for some reason, the window was open. Even though I remember it being closed before I went to bed, I got up and shut it once more. Afterwards, I simply crawled under my covers and tried to get back to sleep. Okay. Excuse me? Excuse me. You just... The window wasn't open when you went to bed. And you just woke up and saw that it was open. If I saw that, I would have freaked. I would have lost it. I'd be terrified. I'd be like running in my mom's room and calling 911. Like, you don't just see that and then go back to bed. What do you think, Tris? I agree with that. I must agree. But I, I'm just going to say this. Is it bad that I would probably grab the knife by my bed and a bat and then go to bed? The bad thing might be that you even have those next to your bed. True. <laughs> okay. That's when I had a strange feeling. Like there was someone watching me. I looked up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in the little ray of light. Wait, isn't it midnight? Where's the light? Oh, wait. The moon. 
Yeah, or maybe street lights. Oh, true. I forgot about those. I forgot that those were even a thing. Illuminating from between my curtain. Wait, if you're seeing him from the light from in your curtain, how did you not see him when you got up? And he wears a white hoodie. Okay, then. Okay, illuminating from between my curtain. There are a pair of two eyes. They weren't regular eyes. They were dark, ominous, and bordered in black. Yes, edgelord. Just plain out terrified me. So, you know, both of us have heard the story before. I'm not sure if Dev, I mean, Tris. We have nicknames for each other, okay? Tris is her real name. Tris here. Ugh. Tris here, I don't know if has read the real story. Have you? Uh, no. I've heard it. I haven't actually read it for myself. And it's worth commenting on. And for any of you who haven't, I'm so sorry you had to hear it in this way. Because we are cringy. I see glitter and on my just plain out terrified my me. Finger. And just plain out terrified me. One, about the Black Edward. Two, it's called burning off your eyelids, hun. You want the perfect eyeliner? Go and get a lighter. <laughs> Please, no one. No one do that. Please. Do not do anything Jeff does. If we say anything like that, please don't take us too seriously. Okay. That's when I saw his mouth. A long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. It my really, it's not pink. It, it's red. It's not that bad. My forehead is pink. Oh. So my question is, how does Jeff smile not get infected? EJ. Oh, true. Eyeless Jack does have a medical degree. Exactly. True. You got a good point. Uh -huh. Okay. There, they, the figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it, a simple phrase, but in a way only a madman could speak. Want to say this together? He said, Go to sleep. I'm really mad right now. I just never realized something. What? It's Wednesday. It's sushi night. I didn't get my sushi. Tris, this is, that is not relatable right now. And we don't, you're going to hear anything that should have been edited out of these videos because neither of us know how to edit videos. Yeah, I know how to edit photos, but not videos. So I'm very sorry for any listeners we may have. Doubt we have them. But if you think we're funny, please, on whatever device you're using, follow our podcast and keep listening. I'm only doing this for money. We're not getting money. Oh, man. You're doing it because I asked you to. And also because you tested me, too. That do. Doesn't matter how. You're here now. Remember, yeah. you're loud. True. Okay. I let out a scream. That's what set him at me. He pulled out up a knife, aiming at my heart. He jumped on top of my bed. I fought him back. I kicked. I punched. I rolled around, trying to knock him off me. 
And here we're displaying Jeff's superpowers. Missing the vital organs. Uh, the fun fact about having knives. <sighs> That's when my dad busted in. The man threw the knife. Went into my dad's shoulder. The man probably would have finished him off if one of the neighbors hadn't alerted the police. Boy, your walls must be real thin. If the police They're like could paper. hear. They're like paper. Paper neighborhood. Paper Town. Have you, heard, have you watched that movie? No, I have not. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. <laughs> okay. Let's continue. They drove into the parking lot and ran towards the door. The man turned and ran down the hallway. I heard a smash, like glass breaking as I came out of my room. I saw the window that was pointing towards the back of my house was broken. I looked to see the man vanish into the distance. I can tell you one thing. I will never forget that face, those cold evil eyes, the psychotic smile. They will never leave my head. Well, those injuries must have been one big piece of work for Mama EJ. True. And yeah, he, he, EJ is the mom friend. You can not. He, really, he, he really is, though. Yeah. Okay. Police are still on the lookout for this man. If you see anyone that fits the description in this story, please contact your local police department. Don't defend this. Um, No, I'd be like, no, bring me to the forest, Jeff. I'd me just like Jeffrey Woods. You knock it off. I'd probably end up dying at some point, but I mean, I'd like to mess with him before I eventually got killed. I'd like to fight him. That would be quite entertaining. It would, though. Okay. Jeff and his family had moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion at work, and they thought it would be best. What? What? Child. Luna. Child. Yeah. You didn't say that we were doing backstory. Oh, yeah. Backstory, homemade. So, you know, this is his backstory. And so, you know, if Guys, you hear... non-binary house. This is his backstory. Yes. If you hear Tris and I call each other different names, we have a bunch of nicknames for each other. Okay? Mooney, Pads... Why is he Mooney? You mean... Prong... Yeah, Prongs, Padfoot... And it's Wormtail, then it's Moonies. Yeah, we have way too many fandoms. For mine, she usually just says things that begin with an L, because, you know, that's her thing. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, excuse me. I'm gonna call me Luna. Okay. Okay, so. Jeff and his family had just moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion to work, and they thought it would be best to live in one of those fancy neighborhoods. That's in quotations. The word fancy? Oh, I know what they mean by that. What? Isn't it just like, wondering, like, which kids live, like, where all the, like, kids live? But why is there quotations? The posh kids live. Okay. Loud. I need them to hear you. Where all the posh kids live. Posh? Yeah. 
Why am I so cringy? Okay. A new better house. Okay, wait, no, that's not it. Jeff and his brother Lou couldn't complain, though. A new better house? What was not to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of their neighbors came by. Hello, she said. I'm Barbara. I live across the street from you. Well, I just wanted to introduce myself and to introduce my son. She turns around to call her son over. Billy, these are our new neighbors. Billy said hi and then ran to play back to play in his yard. How social anxiety feels. <laughs> just hi. Me, though. See ya. I'm going back to doing my thing. Or me anytime my mom tries to introduce me to new people. Actually, I am when I'm with Mimi's. I'd be like, hi, bye. Okay. Well, said Jeff's mom, I'm Margaret. This is my husband, Peter, and my two sons, Jeff and Lou. They each introduced themselves, and then Barbara invited them to her son's birthday. Okay, before I can go on, we're both need to agree on that even before he was Jeff the Killer, he was edgy. Obviously. He was always an edgy boy. Kid. Jeff, his mother, said his mother. I'm sorry if I get anything wrong. I'm not, I'm weird about talking. I don't know. It's one of those days. We just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our neighbors. Now we're going to that party. And that's final. Jeff started to talk but stopped himself, knowing that he couldn't do anything. Whenever his mom said something, it was final. He walked up to his room and plopped down on his bed. He sat there looking at his ceiling, when suddenly he got a weird feeling. Not so much pain, but a weird feeling. He dismissed it as some random feeling. He heard his mother call him down to get his stuff, and he walked down to get it. Man, I think you might have some indigestion then. Wow. That the real meaning behind the feeling. He just got some bad burritos. So he ate Taco Bell. Mm, I love Taco Bell. Same. Okay. The next day, Jeff walked downstairs to get breakfast and got and get ready and got ready for school. He sat there eating his breakfast. He once again got that feeling. This time it was stronger. It gave him a slight tugging pain. But once again, he dismissed it. Man, period. Hormonal man. This is why you don't put us in front of recorders. Whatever. As he and Lou finished breakfast, they walked down to the bus stop. They sat there waiting for the bus, and then all of a sudden, some kid on a skateboard jumped over them only inches above their laps. Is that possible? Yeah. It is? Uh-huh. They both jumped back and survived. In surprise. Hey, what the hell? The kid landed and turned back to them. He kicked his skateboard up and caught it with his hands. The kid seemed to be about 12, one year younger than Jeff. He wears an 
Air Apostle shirt and ripped blue jeans. Okay, Jeff is the kid was Jeff is thirteen. Wow. Okay. Well, well, well. It looks like we've got some new some new meat. Rant Sunny Boy. It's called fresh meat. It's not new meat. It is fresh meat, Sunny Boy. Good? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hate I hate that I had to hold my microphone in my mouth. Just keep doing it. Suddenly two other kids appear. One was super skinny, and the other was huge. Jeff, be nice. Well, since you're new here, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Over there is Keith. Jeff and Lou looked over to the skinny kid. He had a dopey face I'd expect to expect a sidekick to have. I'm the only person who thinks of Dopey from Snow White when he said that. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought of um, a dirty smile? Probably not. Okay. And True. And he's Troy. They looked at, over at the fat kid. Talk about a tub of lard. The kid looked like he hadn't exercised since he was crawling. Why is Jeff so mean? Oh my gosh, it's Dudley! Because it even says later in the story that Troy is blonde. And the original Dudley is blonde. Does he have a horse-like I don't know. Dudley, when do you get the name change? We always knew you were terrible. Yeah, and you knew just the killer, though. And I, said the first kid, am Randy. Now, for all the kids in this neighborhood, there's a small price for bus fare, if you catch my drift. Randy, stop. You're making a fool of yourself. He really is, though. Lou stood up, ready to punch the lights out of the kid's eyes when, when one of his friends pulled a knife on him. First of all, good job, Lou. This is why we love you. You're amazing. And this is why we always love you. And I don't mean this in a fangirly way. I just mean that, Lou, you're amazing. Though he is, even though I'm trying not to be fangirly, Lou is good looking. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> but I mean, on the other hand, Jane is also pretty good looking. And clockwork. I don't really know what they fully look like. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Who just gave some 12 year old knives? Um, well, I have two knives. So, okay, I guess I can't complain. You have knives. Okay. Tisk, tisk, tisk. I had hoped you would be more cooperative, but it seems. We must do this the hard way. Hold on, I love how you use a squeaky voice. Puberty! <laughs> what? Hormonal Azkaban, that's what puberty is. This is just how I, this is how I think Randy would sound, okay? You're weird, Luna. Thank you, Tris. You're welcome. And what can I say? So, you're, you're welcome. welcome. 
for the skies and sand, the trees. What can I don't care. I'm yeah, okay. It's the sun. It's the sky. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, get it right. Sorry. Okay. It's fine. The kid walked up to Lou and took the wallet out of his pocket. Jeff got that feeling again. Now it is truly strong. A burning sensation. He stood up, but Lou gestured for, gestured him to sit down. Jeff ignored him and walked up to the kid. Hold on. If my phone dies at any point, if you could have my headphones plugged in for my um, microphone. Okay. So if I'm not here, then that's why. Okay. Just telling you. Okay. Listen, here, you punk. Give back my bro's wallet or else. Randy put the wallet in his back pocket and pulled out his own knife. Go, Jeff! Go, Jeff! Okay. Oh, and what will you do? Just as he finished the sentence, Jeff popped the kid's nose. Popped the kid in the nose. As Randy reached for his face, Jeff grabbed the kid's wrist and broke it. How strong are you? Well, it depends on how, like, which way you bend it. Eh, I guess you're right. Randy screamed, and Jeff grabbed the knife from his hand. Troy and Keith rushed Jeff, but Jeff was too quick. He threw Randy to the ground. Keith slashed out at him, but Jeff ducked and stabbed him in the arm. Keith dropped, Keith dropped his knife and fell on the ground screaming. Troy rushed him too, but Jeff didn't even need the knife. He just punched Troy in the stomach and Troy went down. As he fell, he puked all over. Lou could do nothing but look in amazement, amazement at Jeff. Yes, because amazement is the proper word. To someone stabbing someone else. Someone near stabbing multiple other people. True. Lou, you are too good of a brother. Yes, Lou. They're not trying to kill you. On accident, though, he didn't want to. I don't understand why he would kill Lou, actually. I don't really know either. Because also, I have a question. Lou is the only person who's there for him. But to the viewers, I actually have a theory about that, which I'm going to put out. As we know, his sanity was gone. But even though sanity was gone, you would think, okay, he wouldn't want to kill his brother. But also remember what the doctor said? Everyone just brushed off the painkiller thing afterwards since he was just insane. Well, he's not. He was also just on large amounts of painkillers, and he just got off. And if he's insane and on large amount of painkillers, that's obviously going to affect his mental state. So my theory is the painkillers are what made him kill Lou. Just putting that out there as a little theory. So our 30-minute recording time is about to stop. So I'm going to end this section and then start on the next section. We'll be right back. See you in a bit. Well, it's... We're going to be just back in a moment for you guys, but we'll be back. Hello, we're back. So Tris may sound a bit different because we have actually set Tris up into a Bluetooth um, speaker. So Tris, speak nice and loud. Say hello. Hi. Okay, so that's Tris right now. Hopefully you can hear her well. Okay, so we're going to continue the story. So if you... 
I mean, I'm sure you remember what just happened, so I'm not going to recap. Okay, so. Next. This is Lou speaking. Je Jeff, how do you... Was all he said. They saw the bus coming and knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing. I mean, yeah, you did it. So they started running as fast as they could. As they ran, they looked back and saw the bus driver rushing over to Randy and the others. Leave Randy to die! <laughs> what? Well, you know, why, why would I, why would I really want that to happen, though? Okay. I don't know. Louder. He probably are. He's probably already dead. Yeah, he's probably one of Jeff's victims. Probably. Okay. As Jeff and Lou made it to school, they didn't dare tell what happened. All they did was sit and listen. Lou just thought of that as his brother beating up a few kids. Excuse me? <laughs> he literally stabbed someone. No, two people. And punched the other. <sighs> but Jeff knew it was more. It was something scary. He got that feeling. He felt how powerful it was. It was the urge to just hurt someone. He didn't like how it sounded. But he couldn't help feeling happy. He felt that strange feeling go away and stay away for the entire day of school. Even as he walked home due to the whole, whole thing near the bus stop and how he now probably wouldn't be taking the bus anymore. He, yeah, you're not taking the bus, Jeffrey. He felt happy. When he got home, his parents asked him how his day was. He said in a somewhat ominous voice, It was a wonderful day. Huh? What? He said, it was a wonderful day. <laughs> what? I'm being ominous. Where is it? Okay. Next morning, he heard a knock at the front door. He walked down to find two police officers at the door. His mother looking back at him with an angry look. Jeff, these officers tell me that you attacked three skid kids. That it wasn't just regular fighting. They were stabbed. Stabbed, son. Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing his mother it was true. Mom, they're the ones that pulled the knives on me and Lou. Son. Son, said one of the cops. Found three kids. Two stabbed. One having a bruise on his stomach. Do we have witnesses proving that you fled from the scene? Now what does that tell us? What's so funny? Your voice. Oh, we're so high, then just got so low. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff knew it was no use. He could say it was him and Lou had been who had been attacked. There we go. First, but they they couldn't say they weren't fleeing. But then there's no proof that they were not the ones who attacked first. They couldn't say they weren't fleeing because, truth be told, they were. So Jeff couldn't defend himself or Lou. Son, call your brother down. Jeff couldn't do it since he was the one who beat up the kids. S Sir, it it was me. I was the one who beat up the kids. Lou tried to hold me back, 
but he couldn't stop me. The cop looked at his partner and both nod. Well, kid, looks like a year in juvie. What? Shouldn't you have a trial? I've heard Jane's story. In Jane's story, he actually gets... There's actually a trial. Well, there's there was supposed to be a trial. But, I mean, what about Je Blue? What about the trial? I don't think that's how... I mean, sure, maybe being held in custody till the trial, but you didn't say think that. About, what about Black? He didn't get a trial. Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, there are images in the Daily Prophet from his trial. No, no, we're not. There was not a trial. He did not get a trial. You know that. You have read the third book. Oh wait, yeah, he did. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> wait, says Lou, as the all they all looked up, seeing him hold a knife. The officer pulled their guns and locked them on Lou. What? He's what? He's a teenager. He's thirteen. He's no, Jeff's thirteen. Lou's older. Oh. Lou's like 14. I think. Like, still. I, 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 I can't speak right now. Okay, but why? Poorly. It was me. I was the one who beat up those little punks. I have the marks to prove it. He lifted up his sleeves to real, reveal cuts and bruises, as if he was in a struggle. Okay. Not a lot of people mention this, but I see this as Lou is very depressed. He really is. Like, okay, not to mention, okay, the parents seem pretty neglectful of their children, but like, I'm sorry, but what other way do you ex explain Lou's arms? Because he wasn't the one fighting people. Okay. Just I mean, that is true. He wasn't the one fighting. Back to the story. Son, just put the knife down, said the officer. Lou held up the knife and dropped it on the ground. He put his hands up and walked over to the cops. No, Lou, it was me. I did it. Jeff had tears running down his face. Huh, poor bro, trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away. The police led Lou out of the patrol car. Lou, tell them it was me. Tell them. I was the one who beat up those kids. Jeff's mother put her hands on his shoulders. I'm sorry, but this is heartbreaking to me. It is for me, too. Okay. Jeff, please. You don't have to lie. We know it's Lou. You can stop. Why would you believe that? Jeff is obviously in tears. Jeff knows that he did it. Jeff watched helplessly as the cop car speeds off with Lou inside. A few minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled in the driveway, seeing Jeff's face, knowing something was wrong. Son? Son, what is it? Jeff couldn't answer. His vocal cords were strained from crying. Oh, I know that feeling, when all you want is water. After crying. Instead, Jeff's mother walked his father inside to break the bad news to him as Jeff wept in the driveway. After an hour or so, Jeff walked back into the house, seeing his parents were both shocked, sad, and disappointed. So you're telling me you just left your child on the driveway for like an hour after his brother was taken away? 
no words. Terrible parents. He couldn't they really are. He couldn't look at them. He couldn't see how they thought of Lou when it was his fault. He just went to sleep, trying to get the whole thing off his mind. Two days went by with no words from Lou at the JDC. No friends to hang out with. Nothing but sadness and guilt. That is until Saturday, when Jeff is woken up by his mother with a happy, sunshiny face. Excuse me? Your child was just taken to the JDC two days ago. This woman. Tris is currently lost for words. Jeff. What? What's today? Asked Jeff as he stirs awake. Why, it's Billy's party. He was now fully awake. Mom, you're joking, right? You don't expect me to go to some kid's party after there was a long pause. Jeff, we both know what happened, but I think this party could be the thing that brightens up the past days. Now get dressed. Jeff's mother walked out of the room and downstairs to get herself ready. You're forcing him to go to the party? His brother just got taken... Just got taken away. He's being forced to go to a party, and his brother just got taken away. I hate parties. But that seems a bit wrong, don't you think? And she's smiling. I agree. Huh? I have to agree with that. She's that definitely wrong. She is smiling. He picked out a random shirt and a pair of jeans and walked downstairs. He saw his mother and father all dressed up. His mother in a dress and his father in a suit. He thought, why would they ever wear such fancy clothes to a kid's party? Son, is that all you're going to wear? said Jeff's mom. Better than wearing too much, he said. His mother pushed down the feeling to yell at him and hit it with a smile. Excuse me? Your other son just got taken to the JDC and you're upset about what your child's wearing is about to yell at him and is hiding it with a smile this woman something is wrong with this woman i'm telling you no you think so tris oh i think she might be the reason why she could be part of the reason why well not that he killed lou that was probably the painkillers oh yeah that was definitely the painkillers probably yeah okay now jeff we may be overdressed but this is how you go if you want to make an impression said his father. Jeff grunted and went back up in his room. I don't have any fancy clothes, he yelled downstairs. You're really going to yell at your son for dressing properly? It's a kid's birthday, and your other son just got taken away. I'm sorry, that may seem repetitive that I keep using this to excuse things, but really, it's... The more you think about it, the worse it is. Okay. Just pick out something, called his mother. He looked around in his closet for what he would call fancy. He found a pair of black dress pants he had for special occasions and an undershirt. He couldn't find a shirt to go with it. He looked around and found only striped and patterned shirts. E-boy. He, he's definitely an e-boy. None of which go with dress pants. Finally, he found a white hoodie and put it on. Woo! Ta-da! White hoodie. The hoodie of greatness.
You're wearing that, they both said. His mother looked at her watch. Oh, no time to change. Let's just go. They're across the street. She said as she herded Jeff and his father out the door. They crossed the street over to Barbara and Billy's house. They knocked on the door and it appeared that Barbara was just like his parents. Way overdressed. As they walked inside, all Jeff could see was adult. No kids. The kids are out in the yard, Jeff. How about go meet some of them, said Barbara. Children. Jeff walked outside to a yard full of kids. They were running around in weird cow cowboy costumes and shooting right. each other with plastic guns. Right, I'm just here. Okay. Sorry, I don't have to land. Hmm? You might as well be standing in Toys R Us. Don't you miss Toys R Us? Devin. What? Don't you miss Toys R Us? I remember Toys R Us. Too bad they closed it. Yeah. Okay, suddenly a kid, kid came up and handed him a toy gun and a hat. Hey, wanna play? He said. Ah, oh, no, kid. I'm way too old for this stuff. The kid looked at him with a weird puppy dog face. Please, said the kid. <laughs> Fine, said Jeff. He put on the hat and started to pretend shoot at the kids. At first, he thought it was totally ridiculous. But then he started having some actual fun. It might not have been super cool, but it was the first time he had done something that took his mind off Lou. So he played with the kids for a while until he heard a noise. A weird rolling noise. Then it hit him. Randy, Troy, and Keith all jumped over the fence on their skateboard. Jeff dropped the fake gun and ripped off the hat. Randy looked at Jeff with a burning hatred. Wow. Uh, the feeling of someone hitting you. Huh? It's a mood. It is a mood. Hello, Jeff, is it? Y yes. Yes, it is, he said. We have some unfinished business. Jeff saw his bruised nose. So Randy's <laughs> Casper the ghost now. What? I have no idea why I'm laughing. Because Randy is now Casper the Ghost. Got some unfinished business to do. No, Casper is way better than Randy. Okay. I think we're even. I reached the heck out of you. You got my brother sent to JDC. Randy got an angry look in his eyes. Oh no, I don't go for even. I go for winning. You may have kicked our... But one day, but not today. As he said that, Randy rushed at Jeff. They both fell to the ground. Randy punched Jeff in the nose, and Jeff grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him. Jeff rushed Randy off of him, and both rose to their feet. Kids were screaming, and parents were running out of the house. Troy and Keith both pulled guns out of their pockets. Excuse me? What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. They're 12. These, I have, okay, I might have, I might have, um, some guns, but, like, I, I never use them whatsoever, because, like, I am an introvert. And I hate going outside. I hate outside. Why do they have guns? So. 
And how are, do the guns fit in their pockets? Guns are big. It's not a holster. It says pockets. It doesn't say a holster. Guys have like these huge pockets. True. They just get like these like half finger pockets. Fake pockets. Exactly. No one interrupts or guts will fly, they said. Randy pulled a knife on Jeff and stabbed into his shoulder. Wouldn't it be easier to have just had your own gun and shoot Jeff? Wouldn't that be easier? That is true. Why that? Why? I don't know what's the words right now. I cannot brain. <laughs> Jeff screamed and fell to his knees. Randy started kicking him in the face. After three kicks, Jeff grabs his foot and twists it, causing Randy to fall to the ground. Jeff stood up and walked towards the back door. Troy grabbed him. Need some help? He picked up Jeff by the back of the collar and throws him through the patio door. As Jeff tries to stand up, he's kicked down to the ground. Randy repeatedly starts kicking Jeff until he starts to cough up blood. Come on, Jeff, fight me! He picks up Jeff and throws into the kitchen, Randy sees a bottle of vodka on the counter and smashes it. The glass smashes the glass all over Jeff's okay, head. Hold on, hold on, Fight! Hold on. He throws Jeff How back in the living room. They do. They've come out. Troy and Keith have guns. Hmm. Fight! He throws Jeff back into the living room. Come on, Jeff. Look at me. Jeff glances up, his face riddled with blood. I was the one who got your brother sent to the JDC. And now you're just going to sit there and let him rot in there for a whole year? You should be ashamed. Jeff starts to get up. Oh, finally. You stand and fight. Jeff is now to his feet, blood and vodka on his face. Once again, he gets that strange feeling. The one in which he hasn't felt for a while. Finally, he's up, says Randy, as he runs at Jeff. That's when it happened. Something inside of Jeff snaps. His psyche is destroyed. All rationing things. All rational thinking is gone. All he can do is kill. You good? Devin? I got problems. Tris? Whatever. I don't even care what name I'm calling you. Again, Devin is a nickname for Tris. I don't know why. We're just dumb like that. But, Tris? Trissy? What? Oh, you don't like being called Trissy, do you? No. Just like Mooney, I like being called child. Okay. Okay, so all he can do is kill. He, oh, he grabs Randy and pile drives him into the ground. He gets atop of him and punches him straight in the heart. The punch causes Randy heart, Randy's heart to stop. I mean, that is possible. But it's very rare that that can happen. Is Jeff Superman? How strong is this kid? And how small is he that he can just be thrown? In question, how can how can you manage to stop Randy's heart? Yet somehow he can't kill that one young kid in the beginning. Well, not the beginning. But you know what I mean. It was two on one, but like this is three on one. 
As Randy gasps for breath, Jeff hammers him down, down on him, punch after punch. Blood gushes from Randy's body until he takes one final breath and dies. Oh, Randy is dead. Forgot about that. Everyone is looking at Jeff now. The parents, the crying kids, even Troy and Keith. Although they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at Jeff. Jeff sees the guns trained on him and runs for the stairs. As he runs, Troy and Keith let out fire on him, each shot missing. Jeff runs up the stairs. He hears Troy and Keith follow up behind him. As they let out their final rounds of bullets, Jeff ducks into the bathroom. He grabs the towel rack and rips it off the wall. Excuse me? He ripped a towel rack off the wall. Okay. Okay, I'm questioning how strong this kid is. Like, he did, he's not going to be thrown around. Okay. And he's not going to stand in the stop a heart. And rip a towel rack. And also, people feel bad for Jeff. I feel bad for Barbara. She has to pay for all this damage. <gasps> under her house. I hope Barbara has some insurance. One second. And Billy. Like, it was Billy's birthday. Little Billy has a birthday. He just, you know. Okay. Oh. You were gone. Well, I didn't realize that was Billy's birthday. Oh, my God. This is completely ruined his birthday party. Yeah. Okay. Troy and Keith rakes in, knives ready. Troy swings his knife at Jeff, who backs away and bangs the towel rack into Troy's face. Troy goes down hard, and now all that's left is Keith. He's more agile than Troy, though, and ducks when Jeff swings the towel rack. He drops the knife and grabs Jeff by the neck, pushing him into the wall. A thing of bleach fell down on top of them from the top shelf. It burnt both of them. They both started to scream. Jeff wiped his eyes the best he could. Wait, you're in the bathroom. There's a sink. I mean, I know it's not the best time, but still, there's a sink. He pulled back the oh. towel rack and swung it straight at Keith's head. As he lay there bleeding death, he let, it, he let out an ominous smile. What's so funny? asked Jeff. Keith pulled out a lighter and switched it on. What's funny, he said, is that you're covered in bleach and alcohol. Oh no. Oh no. What's also funny is that he can easily wipe the alcohol on you. Jeff's eyes widened. As Keith threw the lighter at him. As soon as the flame made, con flame made contact with him, the flames ignited the alcohol in the vodka. While the alcohol burned him, the bleach bleached his skin. Jeff uttered a terrible screech as he caught on fire. I don't think that's how bleached works when it's set on fire. Like, no. I don't think his skin should be as white as it ends up. Like, I don't think that's how this works. It, it but I mean... Whatever. He tried to roll out the fire, but it was no use. The alcohol 
made him a walking inferno. He ran down the hall and fell down the stairs. Everyone started screaming as they saw Jeff. Now a man on fire dropped to the ground, nearly dead. The last thing Jeff saw was his mother and the other parents trying to extinguish the flames. That's when he passed out. Well, guys, once again, this part of the video is about to, the recording time is about to be at its limit. So we're going to stop recording now, and you will hear us again in just a few seconds. Okay. Um, well, you'll hear us again in a few seconds. Hello, we are back once again, my good people from Fandom World. Me and Tris are going to finish the story this part, hopefully. Okay. When Jeff woke up, he had a cast wrapped around his face. He couldn't see anything, but he felt the cast on his shoulder and stitches all over his body. He tried to stand up, but he realized there was some tube in his arm. Ugh. When he you tried to get up... That sounds terrible. When he tried to get up, it fell out, and the nurse rushed in. I don't think you can get out of his bed just yet, she said, as she put him back in his bed and reinserted the tube. Jeff sat there with no vision, no idea of his surroundings, where finally, after hours, he heard his mother. Honey, are you okay? No! He's not okay. How is he okay? She asked. Jeff couldn't answer, though. His face was covered. He was unable to speak. Oh, honey, I have great news. After all the witnesses told the police that Randy confessed trying to attack you, they decided to let Lou go. You sure it wasn't because he didn't get a proper trial? They, they need to get him trialed. They do. But, I mean, that's good, at least. Lou's free. This made Jeff True. almost bolt up, stopping halfway, remembering the tube coming out of his arm. He'll be out by tomorrow, and then you two will be together again. Jeff's mother hugs Jeff and says her goodbyes. You're leaving already? Why? He really just woke up. That's what I'm saying. Okay. The next couple of weeks were those where he was visited by his family. Then came the day where his bandages were to be removed. His family, his family members were all there to see what he would look like. As the doctors unwrapped the bandages um, from Jeff's face, everyone was on the edge of their seats. They waited until the last bandage holding the cover of his face was almost removed. Let's hope for the best, said the doctor. He quickly pulled the cloths, letting the rest fall from Jeff's face. Jeff's mother screams in the sight of his face. Lou and Jeff's dad stare awestruck at his face. Don't scream at the sight of your child's face. <laughs> yeah, really, woman? He's your child! What, what happened to my face? Jeff said. He rushed out of bed and ran to the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and saw the cause of the distress. His face, it's, it's horrible. His lips were burnt to a deep shade of red. That's not how things work. His, was faced, his face turned into a pure white color. Not how it works. And his hair singed from brown to black. Also, not how it works. But okay then. 
Don't you think that's that's not how it works, is it? I, I don't know. Okay, that's not how any of that works. I don't know. Okay, I don't know anything about chemicals or fires. He was burned. I don't know anything about fires. That's not. Uh, trust me, that's not how it works. He slowly put his hand to his face. Had a sort of leathery feel to it now. Why does that sound like it would be honestly satisfying to touch? Why does it though? Uh, he looked back at his at, the, at back at his family, then back at the leer, mirror. Jeff said, "Lou, it's not that bad." Not that bad," said Jeff. "It's perfect." His family was equally surprised. Jeff started laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> You like my laugh imitation? His parents noticed that his left eye and hand were twitching. Uh, Jeff, are you okay? Okay? I've never felt more happy. <laughs> Look at me. This face goes perfectly with me. He couldn't stop laughing. He stroked his face, feeling it, looking at it in the mirror. What caused this? You may recall that when Jeff was fighting Randy, something in his mind, his sanity, snapped. Now he was left a crazy killing machine. That is, his parents didn't know. How did you feel about my lines? You good? Do you have anything to say? No. Okay. Doctor, said Jeff's mom, is my son all right, you know, in the head? Oh, yes, this behavior is typical for patients who have taken very large amounts of painkiller. See? If his behavior doesn't change, psychotic and painkiller don't mix well. If his behavior doesn't change in the next few, few weeks, bring him back here, and we'll give him a psychological test. Oh, thank you, doctor, said Jeff's, Jeff's mother went over to Jeff. Jeff, sweetie, it's time to go now. Jeff? Looked away from the mirror, his face still formed into a crazy smile. Okay, mommy. <laughs> his mother took him by the shoulder and his mother took him by the shoulder and took him to get his clothes. This is what came back, said the lady at the desk. Jeff's mom looked down to see the black dress pants and white hoodie her son wore. Now they are clean of blood and stitched together. Jeff's mom led him to the room and made him put his clothes on. They left not knowing that was their final day of life. Oh, that's totally not going to bring up any PTSD at all. You know, those same clothes your son was burned in? Yeah. That's not going to bring any PTSD. Okay, I'm sorry, but... You went back home! He's an emo kid. Just bring him back a black and white striped shirt, some joggers... And some, I don't know, a chain, maybe some fishnets. He'll look fine. I'm sorry if that seems like a stereotype, but I try to be edgy, and that's what I wear. So I'm very sorry if I've offended anyone. I'm not trying to. It's what I usually wear also. Hmm. Later that night, Jeff's mother woke to the sound coming from the bathroom. It sounded as if someone was crying. She slowly walked in to see what it was. You have teenage boys. Don't walk into the bathroom. 
He could be using the bathroom. Like, what if he was crying while he was peeing? You could have seen that. She slowly walked over to see what it was. When she looked into the bathroom, she saw a horrendous sight. Jeff had taken a knife and carved a smile into his cheeks. Jeff, what are you doing? asked his mother. Jeff looked over to his mommy, over to his mother. I couldn't keep smiling, mommy. It hurt after a while. Now I can smile forever. Jeff's mother noticed his eyes ringed in black. Jeff, your eyes! His eyes were seemingly never closing. I couldn't see my face. I got tired and my eyes started to close. I burned out my eyelids so I could ever see myself. My new face. Jeff's mother slowly started to back away, seeing her son was going insane. What's wrong, Mommy? Aren't I beautiful? Yes, son, she said. Yes, you are. But let me go get Daddy so he can see your face. She ran into the room and shook Jeff's dad from sleeping. Honey, get the gun. We... He's your child! Call the police! Don't shoot him! It's a stupid family, okay? True. She stopped as she saw Jeff in the doorway holding a knife. Mommy, you lied! That's the last thing they hear as Jeff rushes them with the knife, gutting both of them. His brother, Lou, woke up, startled by some noise. He didn't hear anything else, so he just shut his eyes and tried to get back to sleep. As he was on the board of slumber, he felt the strangest feeling that someone was watching him. He looked over before Jeff's hand covered his mouth. He re slowly raised the knife, ready to plunge it into Lou. Lou thrashed here and there, trying to escape from Jeff's grip. Shh, said Jeff. Just go to sleep. Ta-da! Now we are done. Why are you smiling through most of that? So was I. Okay, so that is the end of our episode for today. Please follow if you liked. Share it with your friends. We will be making more if it, we think it's going well. But please, if you like, follow us. But for next, for the next creepy pastas, we'll either be doing. Jane or Ben Drowned for our next video. So please, stay tuned if you want more. Well, goodbye.